Hello and welcome to the MF Gamers Podcast. My name's Simon and this is episode 6 of 20 Questions, where I bring a surprise guest in each episode and ask them 20 gaming related questions. So, question number one. Who are you? Give us a bit of background on your username. Hello there, I am Whiskey Chaser and I normally go for something alcoholic related because I was formerly known as Guinness1981 and I'm also known on the forum as Chimmy, which is a Belgian beer. Mm. I'm not an alcoholic. I don't know why I keep going for alcoholic-themed names, really. Why so many different alcoholic-based names? Why not just one? I don't know. I like to keep changing and mixing things up, really. But yeah, I'm just... I thought Whiskey Chaser sounded cool when I got the PS4. Um, I'd not played sort of PlayStation Online. And it was available, so yeah, I went with that. And it stuck. I'm pretty sure Whiskey Chaser was PlayStation 3, wasn't it? No, I've never owned a PlayStation 3. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I've had all the other PlayStations, but skip free because I went for the 360. But yeah, the Xbox One kind of reveal left me a bit cold and I switched over to the PS4 and haven't looked back really. Yeah, you and many others. My next one will probably be something tea-based because I don't drink much anymore. Oh. <laughs> the family way has put an end to my, my <laughs> yeah. alcoholic nights. You have been neutered. Yeah, hangovers and kids don't mix. So yeah, it's just tea and the occasional beer if I'm lucky. So yeah, whiskey chaser. Question two, name the first arcade game you ever put money in. What attracted you to this particular machine? I can remember playing Snow Brothers at an airport when I was really young and a chap who was waiting for a flight had put loads of money into it, but his flight got called. Right. And I was, you know, it's like how kids just stand and watch adults playing arcades back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I, I was that snotty-nosed child just staring at this poor chap that was playing Snow Brothers. And he left and he'd had about like 10 credits like stuffed into this machine. And I was like, what do I do? I have to take this. And I sat there for about an hour and a half just hammering away at Snow Brothers. Well, it wasn't an hour and a half because I was crap at it. I had a good sort of back in the day's worth, you know, a good lot of money's worth on Snow Brothers. So yeah, it's mm. probably that. Here's an admittance that I'm going to say. I don't know what Snow Brothers is. I've never even heard of it before. It's kind of a rip-off of Bubble Bobble. Right. It's a similar thing where you're like these two, I think they're supposed to be yetis. Right. Instead of dragons, and you throw snowballs at enemies. And if you walk into the enemy, it kind of whizzes along and a bit like when you, you pop the water bubble in, bubble bobble. Yeah, yeah. I presume Bubble Bobble came first, but Snow Brothers is a complete rip-off of it. Yeah, we're a Bubble Bobble clone. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably that, I think. Question number three. Name your favourite game from the age of under 10, and then another game for each decade of your life. My first computer was... Well, the first proper computer that I really got stuck into was an Amiga 500, so I would probably say Ikari Warriors. I remember my mum's work colleague... Uh, had an Amiga. Remember you used to get those cases for floppy disks? Like those plastic, you know, that hold about 50. Mm -hmm. One day my mum just bought back this massive box of pirated Amiga games. You know, there's sort of about 40 odd in there. And that was like Christmas come early for me. And Akari Warriors was one I just hammered. I used to love that because you could get in the tanks and stuff. So yeah, I'd say Akari Warriors. It's a bit of a curveball, that one. I remember it vaguely. Very vaguely. Yeah, yeah, I I love that game. It was brilliant. Okay, so your teens, the game of your teens. I would have said Final Fantasy VII, but that's been done before. If it's your game of your teens, I mean, you can share. There's two games that I'd say was really, really grabbed me. You know when you, you don't just play it, you get involved. You, mm. you sort of go on, well, back in the day, you sort of went online and all the early days of the internet to find guides and stuff. The other one was Command & Conquer on the PC, mm. which very fond memories of taking my PC around a friend's house and networking and having like eight-hour sessions just of skirmishes. We made our own maps. And it was great. It was like in the really early days of sort of when you got like 3D rendered sort of intros and stuff. 
Mm. Um, and you used to get the little videos of the bases sort of being built. And I absolutely loved that. The whole camp plot of, sort of the Nod terrorist cult and the Global defor- uh, global Defence Initiative. It was totally kitsch. It was great. It was like proper B-movie stuff. Mm. So yeah, I, I'm going to go with Command and Conquer. And I will never forgive Electronic Arts for what they did to Westwood Studios. Because they were, they were cracking when they were on form. Okay, give me your 20s. Oh, this would be the 360 days. I'm going to have to go with Halo 2. Purely because I was... Halo 2 or an uh, Xbox One game. Well, an Xbox original game. Yeah, it was an Xbox original, wasn't it? Yeah. I was thinking Halo 3. Yeah, um, no, Halo 2 on the Xbox original because... Um... I mean, I was young and single. I was at college and worked part-time. I just had so much free time. I logged into the Bungie.net account when Destiny came out, and it still had my Halo 2 stats. And I think I worked out I'd racked up about 3,500 ranked games. Wow. I'd never play a game that much. But it was, again, it was... There's a, a good crowd of us that just met up so regularly and we just hammered it. I don't think I was even that good at it, really. I got to rank, like, 24. But, yeah... So yeah, Halo 2 would be my game in my 20s. Okay, give me your 30s. I'm going to go with Bloodborne. Really? Okay. Yeah, the Soul series, they're good, but I just find them a little bit too disjointed. It seems unfair sometimes, whilst Bloodborne always seemed to progress. And I love the art style of it. I think Blakey sort of touched on the art style before. I mean, it was some of it was horrifying. You know, you're generally quite terrified to go into some of the new areas because there's just these... I can remember, like, the, the brain dudes that sang... I just found them like the most disturbing thing I've seen in gaming. And they just drive you insane or I think it was insanity or something like that. But you died very quickly if you went near them. And I spent like pretty much three hours just trying to run past these bastards. But yeah, the whole experience of it. I actually, I've never finished the Dark Souls game, but I completed Bloodborne, which is probably one of my biggest gaming accolades, I think. Right. <laughs> just because I, I, I don't have a lot of tolerance for games these days. I normally get to a point, I'm like, ah, oh, sod it, I'll move on, buy something mm-hmm. else. But I stuck with Bloodborne, and uh, yeah, I just loved it. I thought it was a masterpiece. I, I generally think it's going to be the game of the generation for the PS4. Oh, do you reckon? I do, yeah. I, that's that, So far, nothing's beat it. Yeah, the one that's going to hold up over the time. Like, people's feelings on it aren't going to be eroded over time. It's still going to be a good game, regardless of how much time passes. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be one everyone looks back on. Ah, oh, yeah, mm. Bloodborne. That was that was good. Good mm. stuff. Question four. If Mario or Sonic didn't exist, who would be the icon of 16-bit video gaming? Bubsy. Ah, oh, fuck off. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Bubsy the Bobcat. Um, I, oh. Who were the most iconic out of those two? After those, who'd be number three? If you were going to rank I... them. I got a SNES quite late, so I was into the, uh, I was playing a lot of the Amiga, and I can remember they always had, like, the really naff, like, attempts at trying to make an icon for it, like, there was Super Frog. Mascots, yeah, these gaming mascots that were just shit. Yeah, there was Zool, was it Zool mm. or yeah, something Zool. like that? Yeah, like a ninja ant that was tried to make, they made him out, like, really cool in all the old magazine. Earthworm Jim, it would have been the mascot. Earthworm Jim, yeah, yeah, actually, no, that's not a bad one. Earthworm Jim's go. pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I can remember all the adverts. I I think I posted about it in the forum. Um, I had to do like a presentation at school on like, advertising, mm. and I picked computer game ads. And because all the the Earthworm Jim stuff was all quite risque about playing with your worm, and I think there was one that basically said, "Now you can play with your worm in public." And it was all about <laughs> the Game Boy version, and I mm. thought, like teenage me, I was like, "Ha, yeah, they're talking about your penis. It's <laughs> <That was> brilliant." <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't think I've ever actually played the game though. But yeah, really? I was like the yeah. 
I remember watching people play it, but I never I never got around to buying it. But I always liked the character. He mm. also had like a really shit knockoff cartoon show as well. Like for some reason can remember the theme tune for, but I'm not going to sing it. So don't. No, ask. no, I'm, I'm, I just delete <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Question five: Which game series scares you the most? I am the biggest wimp when it comes to games, uh, which is a shame. I would love to play like Evil Within. Um, Evil Within 2 looks great, mm. but I know I'd get about five minutes into it. It's the same with Alien Isolation. I love the Alien franchise, so I, was right. like, I have to get this game. I know I'll never beat it. What's the difference between watching the Alien films and playing the Alien game? Is it because you're totally absorbed in it, you're controlling or...? Yeah, I mean, I get proper sucked in, and it's... When you're, when you're watching the film, it's it, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. You just have mm. to deal with it. But the fact that I can prevent things from happening, uh, my wife finds it hilarious because she doesn't understand how a game can be scary, but she doesn't really play them. So she was just watching me try and play Alien Isolation in fits of laughter because I would literally hide in the locker for about 10 minutes. <laughs> and then as soon as I come out, the, the noise would just make me jump and I'd go straight back in the locker again. But I made it to like the fifth chapter. I was like, I, I can't take this. My nerves are so frayed. <laughs> I remember the bit I gave up where I thought I was being clever and there's a group of people. I threw like a nail bomb to distract them. I thought, ah, this will bring the alien out. He did his job, turned around, saw me hiding at the, under the table and just beeline for me. I was like, ah, I'm done. I can't take this. I'm getting too old to be scared like this. <laughs> mm. But they say I can watch any horror movie. Uh, and laugh my way through it. But games, what's the one that was free on PlayStation? Out, Outlast? Outcast? Outlast, yeah. Yeah, I, I got about 20 minutes into that. And I was like, you know what? This game can fuck off. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I, I'm, this isn't fun. I play games for fun and this is just terrifying. So no, yeah, any game. If I had to pick one, uh, like a series, purely out of what I've heard, I would say I would never go near Amnesia. Yeah, I've, I've heard people that said they've played that and it's like one of the worst. So mm. like Machine for Pigs, nah. Nah, that won't even get looking for me. It's a shame, because it does look quite cool, but... You just don't I'm... have the stones to play it. No, I am a massive wimp. Question six. Are there any parts of gaming that need serious revision? I think that they're getting too easy, in a way. There's too much hand-holding going on. It's been quite nice, because I've been playing a lot of the old stuff with my kids. Right. Uh, the old sort of Super Nintendo stuff. And, like, Super Mario World is rock hard. <laughs> it know, is. I blitzed through it when I was about sort of 12 years old, but now I'm dying about four times on the first level. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> uh, uh, they, once, you get, <laughs> once you get quite far into it, though, it's, uh, it's pixel precision jumping in it it's um it don't fuck about it is but like in comparison my four-year-old is on the last sort of world of super mario odyssey um you know it's, it's got the assist mode and whatnot but the fact is he's not even four yet and he's still got that far with very little help mm. and it's like now nah, this will not happen back in my day you know you just get you, you just keep going until you get good mm. but yeah i mean there, there are probably more pressing points that need to be addressed but that's the first thing that comes to mind i think yeah it's this games are hard enough you just want everything to be fucking solid i want everything to be Bloodborne, basically. <laughs> or Dark Souls, which I didn't beat. <laughs> so yeah, get good. Question seven. Recommend a game that barely gets any love from the masses. You know, I'm going to go with No Man's Sky. Wow, because okay. I think it's a game that is a victim of poor marketing, really, because I really enjoyed my time with it even before it got patched, and it's, they've only made it better. In a time where sort of games companies are berated for 
charging for like post content. Uh, Hello Games have just kept adding to it and adding to it and building on it and it's becoming something I think everyone went into it expecting this like high octane kind of arcadey multiplayer shooter type thing mm. but it's not it's a game where you can just put some headphones on and just I really enjoy just like flying around I love the soundtrack I've made my own on Spotify as well of just sort of chilled out electro that I can just kind of decompress a bit and just fly around do my own thing yeah there's no agenda to it you're not pressured into doing anything so yeah I I feel sorry for them because everyone just immediately says it's shit right well it's not what you're expecting you know each to their own really but yeah I, I enjoy my time with it I remember when it came out and me and you were talking about this and we were talking about this language filter yeah and you were just using <laughs> latin names to just like give everything vulgar names yeah I did the same in elite um, my ship name in elite is uh shit happens in latin i think it's estercus acidic or something like that that's, that's the only latin i know i, I had to google all this i, I don't <laughs> speak i'm not that intelligent but yeah it's like ah screw you profanity filter i'm gonna swear in a language that's no longer supported <laughs> it's kind so, of a funny way to get around it yeah so there's um i think there's various planets like the shit planet floating around somewhere in No Man's Sky and have a highly original named systems like that. Mm. That was another level of fun I introduced into the game, Latin swearing. <laughs> <laughs> Question 8. Is there anything in games that make you cringe or be disappointed in the inclusion of such things? I think some of the music I really... I don't like the... I remember the first Forza Horizon. They have that real kind of like, yeah, we're a music festival, how cool we are. Here's some mm. like really generic American pop punk music that you'll forget. It's trying too hard to be cool. Yeah, like neon flashing everywhere. I'm like, oh, fuck off, mate. I'm approaching 40, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what a yeah, nice beige. <laughs> teen version of you would love that if it were out at the time. Like, I think that's the sort of vibe that they're going for yeah I, I guess so but why do they have to have it on everything it's mainly ubisoft i think they're the, the big culprits for it it's like oh look we're, we're we're so cool have some really crappy music and ea as well i remember burnout the the burnout soundtracks are just it's such a good game the music is fucking awful i remember when ea tracks started and pretty much every time there were any reviews or anything, the negatives were always EA tracks. Like, everyone fucking hated it. Everyone hated the yeah. DJ, Atomica, or whatever the fuck it were called. Everyone yeah. just... Every, every little sinew of that idea, people just hated. And they just they continued to do it for fucking years. And I, I, I think they're still doing it in the FIFA games. I imagine, like, every single FIFA version since EA tracks started has a Kasabian track on it. It's like, literally, you fire at FIFA and you hear Kasabian. <laughs> Fucking Surge must be, like, rolling around in money, like a, a Scrooge McDuck-type swimming pool just out of EA Games and FIFA for royalties. So, yeah, I, I say it's, I wish games would, like, you know, there are people that aren't 17-year-old wankers uh, playing video games and just cater to that. Gran Turismo's got the right idea. You know, you get a bit of jazz creep in, then a randomly like, a bit of Chemical Brothers will come, and it is, like, the middle-aged man soundtrack for mm. those games. But yeah, I don't know, I'm just getting old and, and crotchety, basically. I think that's it. Kids we're these just, days. We're just getting old and just yeah. like, yeah, fuck these kids <laughs> and the fucking popular music. Question nine. You get to give any game series the AAA treatment. What game do you choose and what improvements would you like to see? I would like to give the AAA treatment to Smash TV. Wow, okay. <laughs> I don't know how I'd improve on it really, just more craziness. I was playing it the other day, I'm building my kids an arcade machine. Mm -hmm. 
uh, like the old MAME stuff and whatnot. And I fired that up to just see that was one of the games I recognised and see if it was all working. And I sat there playing it and it's still really playable. It's really good fun. And I just love the, you know, it's kind of tied into the whole Robocop type TV, you know, mm. advertiser. I'd buy that for a dollar. Yeah, the 80s, um, the 80s vision of the future. Yeah, it was like Total Recall, the game, wasn't it? Was it Total mm. Recall? Uh, uh, no, Running Man. Sorry. Running Man. Yeah. yeah, they sort of have this shit, violent TV show for criminals and all that lot. Um, you know, big money and all that lot. You win VCRs and everything by picking up all the icons whilst trying not to die. I don't know how they'd make that for the... I'd imagine like a VR version would be quite cool. You know, the sort of... You get a lot of the... I've not played many sort of virtual reality games, but I know a lot of the shooter type things like Super Hot work quite well. So you could do something mm. quite cool. It'd be like a sort of... Yeah, a VR uh, reboot of Smash TV and the sequel Total Carnage. That would be my choice. Okay, so there you go. Smash TV, AAA. Yep. This is your milestone question. Question 10. Name your favourite poster on MF Gamers. Ah, uh, that's a tough one. Because I, I quite like everyone, really. Really. I'm one of these people that does a sort of bare ill will towards anyone or grudges. I would have to say someone like Duck, right. because he is a, a board game nerd like me. So yeah, I would say Duck purely because we can talk about board games while everyone else is probably bored to tears about it. That's the first time he's been mentioned. I, yeah. Yeah, surprisingly. I, yeah, why Why are you being brought up more? Yeah. Yeah, you've actually got a really good point there. Why, why, yeah, why not more, Duck? More love for Duck. Let's, yeah, let's, we'll start a petition. <laughs> the Duck Appreciation Society. There'll be board games and tea. Question 11. Name the game that you got best at. Did the game choose you or did you choose the game? I was pretty kick-ass at Burnout Online. I really enjoyed it. I think it's just one of those games I'm naturally good at. I'm quite good at arcade races, but Burnout, it just all clicked. Do you think the game chose you or you chose the game? I think it was a mutual agreement between the two of us. (laughs) I'm crap at simulation races. I'm quite aggressive, so I am am the one annoyingly slamming people into walls. So Burnout was kind of a natural fit for me. Because I was like, I'll just do this anyway. You know, I'm going to use this car for brakes around that corner. Smash him into another car and... Mm. I won more races than I lost online. And I met some good people playing that as well. Burnout 3... Oh, three. I'm gonna say which which version are you talking about here? Yeah, well, I played um, Burnout Three a lot, and I played Burnout Revenge quite a lot online. Again, it's the, you know they both came out when I was single and had far more free time on my hands than any man should. Yeah, it was like I say, I, I, it's another game where I fell in with a good crowd of people and we just hammered it. I actually met a couple of people I played Burnout Three with in real life. We went to Alton Towers, like a big group of us, <laughs> and they were all massive stoners. Oh, right. I can remember like Oblivion had just come out and they were passing joints around in the queue. <laughs> and I was just like, nah, I'm, I'm good. I don't think me getting stoned and going on that fucking thing is a very good idea. <laughs> yeah. uh, you go ahead. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just going to be really boring and sit this one out. You know, drugs mm. are bad and all that. But I never got into Paradise as much. But I just, I think the open world killed it a bit for me. Right. I like being told where to go. I keep meaning to go back to it because I think that'd be a, a good one for the kids to play as well. Now's a great time to get back into Burnout Paradise. It's it's there and, and waiting to be taken. Yeah, that might be one on the purchase list at some point in the near future, just to go back. Hear a bit of Guns N' Roses as the intro fires up as well. The EA tracks. EA tracks, <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> oh no, that song. I fucking hate that song and it sticks in my head like you would not believe. I'll be humming that in about six months' time now, just because it was mentioned the once. Yeah, I might actually play it in background here just to annoy you when you listen back to this. Bastard. <laughs> Question 12. What's the greatest extremes you've gone to to get 
a game or gaming time. Final Fantasy VII came out when I was at college and I had no money and I had to have this game. And I can remember my mum giving me money to go into town to buy some new clothes because like, my jeans were just like, you know, threadbare. Uh, shoes had a hole in it and whatnot. <laughs> I, was, I was an art student, so that was kind of the look. And she's like, no, you've got to buy some new clothes. You look a mess. So I went into town. I bought the cheapest pair of jeans. I think it was, was it Madhouse? That shop where they had all the really cheap denim shit. So I went and bought like a six pound pair of jeans and Final Fantasy VII pre-owned. And I got the rollicking of my life for that. Oh. But I was grounded for the weekend. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go to my room where the PlayStation is and just play Final <laughs> Fantasy. Oh, what did... punishment? Yeah. Oh, you, you hard cow. How am I ever going to recover from this one? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I think I played it that day for 12 hours solid without break. And wow. it's like the only game I've ever done that on. I got grounded for a weekend for buying that instead of clothes. And I have no regrets. I'd do it all again in a heartbeat. Question 13. Who's working the game industry do you admire the most? I'm going to have to go with Nintendo as a company as a whole, really, because purely from the perspective, you know, I, they get a lot of flack. They they make a lot of mistakes. You know, their business decisions are just baffling sometimes. But I'm watching my kids get into games now, and the magic that Nintendo has... I've often said that when Nintendo are on form, they can't be beaten quality-wise. You know, they, the games are such a solid product. Mm. And I'm just watching my kids sort of mesmerised by Zelda and... Um, Mario and it kind of it takes me back to when I was younger the switch is it's a glory I know you hate it well do you hate it I don't hate it uh, last Christmas my friend came around and his kid she has one yeah she were playing Zelda and I yeah. bought her they're, they're they're not Christian they're Muslim family and okay. it was the first Christmas then I was like yeah come on like because you invited me to your you know religious dues I'll join by and we had a big Christmas dinner and stuff Yeah. Uh, and I got them all presents and stuff and she got Super Mario Odyssey Okay. and I played it a little bit and I was like yeah I'm not I just this is not for me like Maybe the Nintendo shines worn off for me. I'm just not interested in it anymore. Like sometimes you can be so really, really into something and then you just sort of drift away yeah. from it. And that's how I sort of feel like. Same way the Zelda as well. Like I played it and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's all right. But I don't feel the need to drop money on getting my own and playing it through. Yeah, I think that's, um, I can understand that. I remember like the with the Wii, I got the Mario Galaxy and Mario Galaxy 2 and I was just like, yeah... They're all right, but I mean, now it's they're, the Wii U. I, I got one of those um, playing uh, 3D World again, mm. playing it with the kids, and just I'm enjoying it much more just playing it alongside them now and seeing how much fun they're having. It kind of you know you bounce off that a bit, really. Yeah. So the whole children aspects just made me sort of appreciate Nintendo again, and I love the Switch. I think it's it's just fun. PlayStation and Xbox have gone for the cool angle, you know, these like minimal black things with like really cool interfaces, and you've got the Switch with these neon blooming things that click off and click onto this thing that looks like a dog and all that lot. And mm. It's a fun little thing to interact with, and I think they've nailed it with this one. So yeah, and I'm really looking forward to the new Metroid on that. So yeah, Nintendo. I would drink to Nintendo. Question 14. Name your favourite console or machine of all time. State your reasons why. I will go for Xbox 360 because I just had so many good times playing online. It was more of a social console for me. All the Xbox Live Arcade stuff. I think that's when games really started becoming more than just sort of, I want to say like a nerdy side hobby. <laughs> um, you know, they became accepted and big Mm. You know, they weren't just like this little thing that came out. Suddenly they were on the news, like... 
they came off being games and they they skirted into just being entertainment, just general entertainment. Yeah, you know, you, you go to the cinema and you'd see like adverts for all the games on the, the screen, mm. you know, the new Halo coming out and all this stuff. Um, the open world stuff really started to kick in as well, much to, you know, some people love it, some people hate it, but it, everything became so much more immersive. I think the graphics helped. Everything was more cinematic. I can remember playing Ghost Recon Advanced Warfare and that was when I first got my LCD TV and there's a bit where like the helicopters came above yet and it was just like yeah you know, i was like wow you know this is absolutely amazing mm. this is jaw hitting the, the the floor kind of thing and the sound everything went 5.1 i had it wired into like a surround sound rig at the time so right like helicopters whizzing around and shots firing around left right and center and it was great and i just think the the quality of the games that they put out i love that console it's, it's a really good one they kind of brought back the indie scene as well a bit with the arcade I mean, I know that was like strong on the PC at the time and whatnot, but I wasn't a PC gamer then. And suddenly you could buy these little quirky little games like Castle Crashers. And mm. I remember spending loads of time on Geometry Wars. Yeah, that was um, a great game. Because I think that was in, originally included as part of Project, Project Gotham, Gotham wasn't it? Yeah, Project two. Gotham 3. Oh, was it 2? Um, do you know something? Now I'm getting confused. I think it was in the garage in 2. And then when they came to Xbox 360, it was a standalone game. Yeah. And then when Geometry Wars 2 came out, that was just its own thing then. It wasn't tied to Bizarre Creations Project Gotham in any way. Yeah. So you mentioned in Project Gotham Racing makes me realise I haven't talked about the Dreamcast enough in this whole podcast. I've, I've kind of skirted over all of that, and I love that console. But yeah, maybe in another question. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird, because I don't think anyone's mentioned Dreamcast. Although we've, I've not really had any Sega people on, so... Question 15. I get a lot of complaints about this one. Like, people come on and they're like, oh man, I don't want to fucking do this, but it's got to be done. <laughs> Give me your best impression of your favourite game character. Get over here! <laughs> <laughs> At least it's recognisable. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. Well, I was thinking, I was trying to think, because I, I knew this was coming. I was thinking, right, I've got to think of a good one here. But, like, every character that I can think of that I really like doesn't speak. Like my one of my favourite gaming characters is Gordon Freeman, but I, right. I couldn't really just whack something with a crowbar because it's not my house I'm in at the moment. I don't think they'd appreciate it. But you know, he's a guy. He's just like an average bloke that's just in a shit situation, but he just gets stuff done and he doesn't moan about it. He's just like, ah, oh, fuck it, yeah, I'm gonna smack stuff with a crowbar. Alien invasion, what the hell? But yeah, no, I went with Mortal Kombat because that's the only thing I could think of, other than Mario. <laughs> um... Yeah, very first episode we scouse Mario. Best, yeah, best Mario, <laughs> best Mario impression ever. Hey, it's a me, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, Regiment. I, I hope he listens to this. <laughs> get get you like um, yeah against each other. <laughs> get you at loggerheads. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Sorry, dude. Question 16, name a game that you'd like to be a film or TV series and name a film or TV series you'd like to be made into a game. I think Resident Evil would make a good TV series because it's camp to start off with, you know, it's a little bit naff, so it would make mm. a good sort of Channel 5 series, I think. Yeah, instead of having it as a film and yeah. having a big, broad story, just break it up and have smaller stories. The Channel 5 naffness to it all, you know, they, they haven't quite mm. put the budget in. They're only making it for sort of a, a tax knockoff reason. Uh, I think that'd be quite good. You know, really hammy acting, like the, for the first one. Mm. Uh, what film would make a good game? This is going to be a weird one, but um, we're watching um, Wild Wild... Is it Wild Wild Country? The new Netflix thing about the cult in the 80s at the moment. 
Uh, so yeah, like World World Country, it's this. Uh, it's a documentary about this the cult. I can't remember the name of them now, even. Um, but they kind of became big in the eighties. Uh, kind of turned a bit sinister. Cults turning sinister. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it started off. I mean, basically, it started off with like uh, a group of people just shagging and you know meditating and whatnot. But they moved to this place in America, took over, annoyed the neighbors, became quite militant, uh, started having like their own police thing, tried to take over the county, um, poisoned a lot of people, went a bit <laughs> weird. Fucking hell. I'd like to play a cult management game. Like a bit like prison architect kind of thing, where you oh. have to kind of enslave the world with your ideology. I know that sounds really sinister. Now I'm talking out, <laughs> but yeah, like I think that could work quite well. Yeah, I think games are kind of a good medium for that because I mean everyone likes playing the bad guy. Yeah, it's a good so- like social commentary sometimes mm. as well, and you can kind of like be nasty. It's like papers, please. You know, it's mm. if you handled it right, but. It, you know, I imagine it playing a bit like Civilization, but just with a really dark like, uh, objective where you had to enslave the human race and brainwash them, basically. I've just had the thought of my mind, you know, from Age of Empires, the Warlolo guy, where yeah. he fucking <laughs> convert them. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah that, yeah, that probably wasn't the answer you were expecting, but yeah, I'd like a cult simulator. I want one now you've explained it. I'm sold. Yep, Kickstarter. Kickstarter, (laughs) Away. (laughs) Question 17, what's your biggest gaming achievement? I think beating Bloodborne. I think mainly for the fact that it's a game that I actually finished. I I don't finish any games these days. I'm playing Nino Kuni at the moment, and I'm like, I have to finish this. I've put like 50-odd hours into it now. Well, no, I think I'm about the 40-hour mark. I must be right near the end, but it's just like, I don't want to play this anymore. Yeah, you've had your fill, and you're just like, just willing it to fucking end. Yeah, my interest has sort of waned now. I just yeah, so completing Bloodborne. I mean, that was it's quite a hard game to beat anyway. But the fact I actually stuck with it to the end, I think that's testament to the quality of the game. It was it held my attention for that long because I'm so fickle these days. Question eighteen: What's your biggest gaming disappointment? Yeah, you know, my biggest gaming disappointment. I'm going to wedge this one in here is the fact that Sega doesn't make consoles anymore. Right. Because the Dreamcast was a cracking console that it was ahead of its time it was came too early i don't know why that failed as bad as it did really because i mean i think it was yeah like you say it came too early they they sort of launched it they tried to get it in before the playstation 2 and but i mean they had such good games like i'm shoehorning this in now (laughs) but like power stone um choo choo rocket like toy was it toy commander as well choo choo rocket actually got brought up with a conversation between me and another MF Gamers member recently. And it's like, how is that not on every single platform with online features? It's just the perfect game. It's brilliant. Like, it's just, why is it, uh, like, its absence confuses me. I think I had it on, like, a Windows phone, but not, Mm. like, the new one with the whole Metro thing. Like, their their first attempt at phones, I had, like, a Samsung Omnia or something. Right. It was a shit phone, but it was even on that. <laughs> um, you had a little stylus and you could play it. Mm. But yeah, that was, like you say, that was such a good online game. And it was such a simple premise. But I don't know why. Sega or another company, it's like, you know, what you're doing sometimes. You're sitting on a gold mine here. Yeah. I want a Dreamcast collection, like remastered. Just do it. Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio and all that lot. Mm. They're slowly doing the stuff, like getting them onto PC, like they got Res onto PC, and yeah, there's there's a, a lot of stuff that the you know it, it is making its way over there. But God, are yeah. they, they're taking their fucking sweet time over it, and stuff like Burning Ranges as well. I could love a 
up to date burning rages. I don't yeah. think the Saturn one would be fun to play now, but the concept of being a fire rescue is it's not a topic that's covered in games now. We just don't have it. When were the last firefighting game? Oh, there was a really awful one on PSN recently, wasn't there? Oh, that's, that's shit. That's it. Yeah, but that was fucking rubbish. I'm I'm talking <laughs> yeah. about a proper that yeah that was garbage. I actually remember playing that and I um, I played it for a bit and I'm like, yeah, this is fucking terrible. I've yeah. wasted my time downloading this. <laughs> Because there's a cracking one on the SNES, wasn't there? Where you played like a, like an overhead thing. Where you, was that? I can't remember what that's called now. Yeah. They were getting sidetracked here, but yeah, in short, right. more fucking firefight games and Sega, yeah. get your ass in gear and fucking Joe, get your catalogue yep. reduxed and out, please. Uh, and a console would be nice. I'll buy it. I'll put my pre-order in now if it makes mm. them feel any better. <laughs> Question 19. This is one that I ask every single person that comes on the show. Where do you think gaming will go over the next few years and what will be your part in it? I think it's just going to keep going how it is, really. I don't think there's going to be any massive sort of changes. I think the, you know it's going to push to 4K and whatnot with the next generation of consoles. Sony have got 4K TVs to flog, so they're going to push that hard. I think the world will start getting a bit more immersive. They'll be able to do more stuff with physics and stuff because they'll have a bit more grunt. Mm. VR... I like the concept of VR, but I don't think it's ever going to be the, the game changer a lot of people want it to be. Because at the end of the day, you look a fucking idiot with a headset on. You know, you're not going to do that with your your wife and your kids sitting next to you. <laughs> well, I certainly won't anyway. Yeah, I think just it's just going to keep going ahead. It is really. I don't think consoles will die out. I think the sort of the success of the PS4 and the Xbox One have sort of laid testament to that. Mm. Yeah, it's more the same really, and yeah. I will gladly keep playing it. So. <laughs> I think that's the shortest answer anyone's ever given for question 19. Yeah. See, be more like Ian. <laughs> Come on. More of the same. <laughs> Less for me to fucking edit. <laughs> question 20, your fuck, marry, kill question. You're familiar with fuck, marry, kill, I presume? Yep. Yep. Okay. Based on your previous answers, your fuck, marry, kill contenders are Halo 2, Final Fantasy 7, and Bloodborne. Oh, I'd kill Bloodborne just out of spite. I would marry Halo 2 and fuck Final Fantasy 7. Why would you go down those routes? Because I, I can understand killing Bloodborne. Cause it's yeah, it's just, just killed just, me enough. Just to get uh, back so at yeah, it. It's like, yeah, back at you. <laughs> Halo 2 is kind of the thing I, I could see a long-term relationship with, you know, if they... Yeah, well, you've already spent that much fucking time. Yeah, I can, I can yeah. kind of work out like your yeah, feelings we're, it, we're, yeah, we're we're quite far into our relationship now. Actually, <laughs> you know, we got a few kids, uh, mortgage, uh, you know, uh, argue about who does the dishes. Final Fantasy Seven, I I've, I've done it once, you know. Uh, I I don't think I could sit through it again. I give credit to anyone that can play through the same game again, but I've been there, done that. Uh, so it's a fucking chuck for Final Fantasy Seven. Okay, so that's the end of episode six. I've been Simon. He's been Ian. Goodbye. Hello. Goodbye. Hello. Yeah, I don't what? know. I didn't forget to put it in. Don't worry. There it comes.